to Podcasts Are Wonderful. I'm your host, Greggy Hochstetler. And this week, we're going to be talking about the Adam Carolla Show from August 3rd, 2015, featuring Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, and Jeff Hilliard. But first, we're going to be talking to my guest. Uh, you know this man as one of the preeminent experts in the field of chaos theory. Uh, he, he was also involved in a little bit of a scandal a few years back. Maybe we'll talk about that a little. I know... Uh, He's kind of shaking his head no at me right now, but it's possible we might get into that stuff. Uh, please welcome to the show, Dr. Ian Malcolm. Hello, uh, uh, people. <laughs> so uh, what would you prefer I call you? Is Ian okay, or would you like me to call you Dr. Malcolm? What, what do you think? Uh, you, uh, you can shoot either at me. I, I, I'm prepared for either. So, uh, Ian. Yes. Yes, Greggy. Thanks for having me on the show, by the way. <laughs> no problem. It's great to have you. Uh, mostly we have like celebrities and stuff, but it's cool to have like a scientist, a mathematician on the show. So just tell the people what chaos theory is. Oh, uh, chaos theory is the, is the, uh, is the, it's the study of <laughs> shit. What is chaos? Theory? <laughs> <laughs> chaos theory is, 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 it's the it's the opposite the opposite of what's expected you know you, you you'd be sitting around you know you might expect your mother to call because she calls every saturday afternoon but but you know the phone rings and you know it's it's the the it's the gas man calling to ask you about your meter you know to do a meter reading for him and 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 you never could have seen that coming and 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 that's chaos theory really um, it's the, it's, uh, strange patterns and, and, uh, and the unknown. So you could do like a, a mathematical, um, equation to figure out that your mother wasn't going to call you? Uh, uh, yes. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's more the study of that. And, and, and really we're trying to, I think, find that equation at the end of the day, you know, uh, if we can, if we can find the equation that, that you know, you plug into any given scenario, and it and it tells you what this like most chaotic possible uh, outcome would be. Then, 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 then that's really like solving all of the problems, right? And then we've got you know the whole of of future history mapped out. That's why this work is so important, and and why I appreciate so much you giving me this platform to to talk about my my work. Oh, it's about predicting the future then? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that ideally, you know, it's about that one, um, that one sort of equation or that one unlocking that one puzzle that will make, you know, predicting the future almost irrelevant. It's like it will make all of past and future and all of time you know, sort of uh, uh, irrelevant. We'll see it all at once and, and everything will become sort of non-linear. Whoa, that's trippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never, you never expected me to, to talk about something so, so important, I imagine. And, and, and that really is at the root of what chaos theory is. Yeah, I thought we would mostly be doing like math problems and stuff during this. Right. Yeah. I mean, there is some, you know, there's, there's some math problems involved in chaos theory and that, and that you can sort of, 
you know, five plus four is nine, right? But what if you reverse it? What, what's four plus five, right? That's also nine. But you didn't know that I was going to take that equation and sort of flip it on its heels there. Yeah, this is too much for me. I, I'm not a math guy. It's, it's tough. You, you, you have to use a lot of imaginary numbers. What is your favorite imaginary number? Squirtine. That's a really good one. Uh, when I was a kid, I had an imaginary number, and my parents were always like, that isn't real. Stop it, Greggy. But I was like, I believe in my imaginary number. And right. so I would write that down as, as my answer for all the math problems. I think that's a, what <laughs> that's the root of a lot of my problems with math to this day. Right, right. They'd ask you how many cookies you want, and you'd answer with your imaginary number, and they wouldn't know what to do, right? Yeah. What was, your, say, what was your imaginary number called? It was called Mr. Pickles. It, it was an imaginary number. It, it, it looked a lot like a, uh, well, basically a teddy bear, but a pink teddy bear. Yeah, so that was hard to write down for my answers for uh, questions and stuff, but I found a way. I always had my colored pencils with me. Life, life finds a way. What do you mean? You found a way because you're alive. Life finds a way. That's true. It's like God will never give you more than you can handle, you know? So what got you interested in chaos theory in the first place? Uh, to be honest, it was, it was, it was uh, being fed up with order. There was order everywhere, you know, order in the court. You know, I was expected to, to give an order at McDonald's when it was lunchtime. Can I take your order? Yeah, take my order, please. <laughs> take my order away i don't like it i want i want i don't want to know what to expect i don't want things coming at me in sequence uh give it to me out of sequence chaos theory that's amazing so was that like in the, the college brochure or something if you hate order check out this new thing chaos theory yep it was. And, uh, you know, that was that was one of the reasons that, you know, I had a, a few different schools courting me. But that was one of the reasons I did end up going to UC Santa Barbara. Yeah, I have heard that their chaos theory uh, department is one of the best in the country. It totally is. UCSB, that's where you want to go. Uh, that's where all the, the great cha cha chaoticians sort of <laughs> go. And, and, you know, you can... There's a, there's a great sort of party scene there too, so so it's perfect for for chaos theory. theory. Yeah, I, the, the the two things kind of feed into each other, I think. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's why I'm we wearing this leather jacket. I mean, I'm you look at me. I'm way cooler than most scientists you've ever seen before, right? Yeah, when I saw you, I was like, wait, did, did a rock star happen to walk in here instead of Dr. Ian Malcolm, the mathematician? Do you mind if I vape during this interview, by the way? <laughs> Absolutely not. Please do. Okay. Oh, awesome. You got that uh, grape-flavored one, don't you? Yeah, bubble. You kind of smell it in the air afterwards. Yep. Yep. I can blow a bubble with the vapor, too. Oh, let me see that. Damn, that is so cool. I like how yours has has that custom uh, LED on it. You don't really see many green ones. They're usually blue. 
Right. Yes. Uh, I said I, I ordered it custom. I said uh, they said, do you want to do you want a specially colored LED light? And I said, uh, surprise me. <laughs> oh. So what kind of work does a, a chaos theorist do? Uh, to be honest, it's a lot of going to theme parks and uh, sort of checking them out, signing off on them, making sure that they're not like too dangerous or that they won't like get out of control. So, so it does end up being a lot of sort of theme park consultation. Yeah, I heard they called you in for that one where the lady's hair got stuck in the the one where you know you sit oh, right. in it and you, the track is above your head and the lady's hair got caught and she got scalped or whatever. They, they brought you in to oh yeah, they brought all the big ones. When Fabio got hit in the face with that goose on the roller coaster, uh, I was there. They called me in for that one. Like how how do you how do you how do you know a goose is gonna fly into of all people's faces, Fabio, on a roller coaster. I mean, chaos theory. I, I, that, I, that's, that's chaos theory right there. One time I wore flip-flops to Cedar Point, and uh, I lost my flip-flop on the Raptor. Mm. Um, do you think chaos theory could have predicted that one? Uh, 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 sure, sure. I. Uh, Cedar Point, that's in uh, Sandusky, Ohio, right? That's correct. Oh, who would have known they would have built it there? <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, I think probably nobody should wear flip-flops to a theme park. I don't know what I was thinking. No, no, no. Uh, I, I have to think hard before I take my, my dog out for a walk in flip-flop, flip-flops. <laughs> um, and I usually don't. I don't. Yeah, I think there's not really much cause for wearing flip-flops at all. No, no. I mean, not since since graduating from UCSB, anyway. Mm-hmm. So what is the craziest, weirdest uh, theme park you've ever been called out to? Oh, um, well, it's hard to say because I've signed so many NDAs for so many <laughs> of these parks. Um, um, but I will say that there's a certain... I won't mention it by by name, but there is a certain wizard themed uh, theme park that's supposed to open within the next few years. Um, you know, there was a popular series of wizard movies, and they're going to turn it into a world. I don't know. You do the uh, you do the chaos, as I like to say. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they were trying to do all kinds of things with actual uh, wizardry and witchcraft and and. It just was, it was not, it wasn't a good way to go. Um, I told them that, you know, magic finds a way. Yeah, plus you're going to have like Pete all on your ass when you're sacrificing all those goats and stuff. You don't want that. Oh, right, right. Of course, all of the animal sacrifice, of course, is, is, is terrible. And you'd be surprised how many theme parks do require goat sacrifices uh one that i specifically don't want to talk about Um, (laughs) great point uh i'll try to stay clear of that one but uh it's so tempting tread lightly lightly, unlike the inhabitants of said park didn't you write a book about that one though 
Yes, but there's ongoing litigation about it, which of course you know I I hate because there's so much order in a court. (laughs) It's your least favorite place to be. Right, right. They say they say I will have order, and I say I will have chaos, (laughs) Um, and they don't like that at all. Are there ever cases like where they want to bring you in as an expert witness for some kind of a, a judicial matter? It happens all the time, but I, I still sort of fall victim to the same trapping of, of hating, hating order so much and just so much order in a court. I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't overemphasize how much order there is in a court. Um, courts are called to order at the beginning. Called to order. In yeah, the when perfect, you put it that way. Yeah, in the perfect world, courts would be called to chaos. <laughs> Sorry to step on your, on your, on you there. No, Greg. that's okay. Uh, 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 Greggy. I'm trying to think how that would work, though. I mean, you call everybody to chaos, and then, but then, how do you figure out who did the thing? I feel like it'd be a lot like uh, the way justice is doled out, like say on an internet commenting board or (laughs) something like that. You just basically, the loudest voice uh, uh, makes the call. What would you say to to a kid who also hates order and is looking into maybe becoming a chaos theorist? Uh, what, What would be the best course of action for them? Well, I mean, I would say it's it's difficult to get into this field of of uh, chaos uh, uh, theorizing. Um, you know, you've got your preeminent chaos uh, theorizer. Uh, that's me, chaotician. You can say for short. Uh, uh, and 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 I will not be unseated. So if you do at that point want to dole out chaos. Uh, in the same quantities as, as a chaotician, as a preeminent chaotician, I would say you have to uh, then turn to a life of crime, uh, uh, supervillain, uh, supervillainism. That's a good point, because uh, I, I think uh, chaos theory could have a lot of use to criminals and stuff. Because right. it is kind of the opposite of order and courts and stuff, so. Uh, precisely, yeah. Uh, I, I do just want to say to to those of you out there who are thinking of getting into that, uh, you can't take the name uh, the chaotician. I have dibs on that. Should I ever uh, want to become a supervillain? If you ever get sick of traveling the country, going to all the different theme parks, then you've got that in your back pocket, right? Just in case. Yep, that's the plan. <laughs> well, I don't know though, because I think. A really chaotic thing to do would be to steal that name that uh, you've already chosen and just use it without your permission. Uh, I don't. I think that would be very orderly, personally. Well, you're the expert, so I'll bow to your uh, wisdom on this one. So, do like zoos ever call you in to see like when animals might escape or um, they might eat other animals in the in the park? I mean, the zoo. Uh, that kind of thing. Sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, there's a, there's a, I'm always being called into different animal sanctuaries and zoos all over the world, uh, where they're trying to take, uh, an animal that can't be tamed 
you know, say like a lemur of some kind and they're trying to contain that thing. And I have to go in and tell them, no, you can't contain these creatures, these lemurs, because they are life. And as we know, life, you know, it, 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 uh, so, uh, yeah, certainly zoos are, are welcome to reach out to me at, uh, at, uh, Ian at theme park consultations with a Z dot biz also with a Z. Yeah. That's the best way to, to spell biz in my, in my opinion. B I Z is, is, it's the way you want to do it. Um, Cause not- you would think because of the way business is spelled, you would spell it B U S, but that's dot bus, not dot biz. Right. Right. And we have to save the, uh, the dot bus uh, top level domain for, for, for bus companies. I've said that a million times. So what does the future hold for chaos theory? Uh, you know, we're just, we're, we're going to keep trying to, uh, we're going to keep trying to find that, that one great equation. You know, I've got, so I, I keep having to get new chalkboards shipped in because of all the equations I've been writing down, you know, hoping to find the right one, uh, uh, getting them wrong. Uh, so there's that, of course, that's a lot of the work. Uh, another thing is, is just pointing out when something is chaos theory to people, uh, when something unexpected happens to them, you, you always want to be there to say that's, uh, that's chaos theory. Cause then otherwise people might not know, they might just think it was just a coincidence or something. Exactly. And that's, that's so much of, of what we in this field are, are fighting against all the time. Uh, there are no coincidences. There's, there's just, uh, there's just chaos theory. So is there any like industry that you would love to break into with chaos theory and, uh, just revolutionize it? Well, I mean, financial planning. Um, I think, I think, you know, so much of financial planning is about, you know, planning, which of course goes against so many of the tenets of chaos theory. Uh, uh, I feel that, that we could, we could take uh, financial planning and turn it on its heels. Uh, say, you know, uh, why don't we just put our finger to the wind and see which way the, the finances go? Yeah. It's like uh, that blurb on your book says, want to make Ian Malcolm laugh, make a plan. Right. Right. I, I did get a, I did get a, a Dr. Drew to write that blurb for me. <laughs> That was sweet of him. It, he, he's a great, he's a great guy, Doctor Doctor Drew Pinsky. He's a, he's a he great guy. He seems really nice. I like his white hair. He reminds me of Steve Martin with that white hair. Right, right, and his sense of humor, of course. Bow and arrow through his head. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what was the T Rex really like? The T Rex. The T Rex. Uh, I get this question a lot. I, I, I of course, uh, uh, he was a, a, a giant lizard who was trying to eat me. That's what he was like. <laughs> he was an asshole. <laughs> People don't say that enough. I mean, sure, he's scary, but he's also a giant jerk. He is a big jerk, but, but, but uh, uh, you know, only if you move around him. 
He doesn't seem to mind if you don't move around him. If you stay perfectly still, he'll leave you alone. But, uh, you know, if you offend him by moving, <laughs> you know, moving, follow you alive. It's just like me with mice. I don't mind if a mouse is just sitting there, but if I see it moving, it freaks me out, and I jump. Right. And then I swallow it whole. <laughs> well, maybe not that. Well, you are an elephant, right? Uh, in many ways, I am. Right. I'm glad I got you to answer a dinosaur question. I was afraid I wasn't going to get any, uh, you know, JP stuff out of you. I won't say I won't say the name because I don't want to get you in trouble. But right, right. Well, I mean, at this point, you know, I, 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 I can acknowledge it without acknowledging it, if you know what I mean. You mm-hmm. know, what I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you were just t- talking about your experience with this animal. It doesn't necessarily have to be an engine dinosaur. I mean, as far as the listeners know, I was talking about the 70s glam rock band (laughs) T-Rex. Great point. Right? Oh, what was T-Rex like? They they rocked. They did did that song, Jeepster. Yeah. And they ate that guy Gennaro when he was sitting on a toilet. (laughs) Right, right. <laughs> they had a they had a uh, with a rival band of velociraptors. <laughs> yeah, those guys were never as popular, but th- they really worked together. They had great teamwork. Exactly right, and that's what you want in a band. Mm-hmm. They didn't so, care if you moved or or didn't move. They would they would rock you either way. That's true, and if they didn't know something. They would pick it up pretty quick. Uh, you could always say in the stands, they're learning. Mm-hmm. That's how they, they started as a band. They just started picking up a guitar, and then an hour later, they were, you know, virtuosos. Mm-hmm. You'd see the, the main, you know, the main singer up on the stage uh, singing a song, and then you would think, wait, where's the rest of the band? Then you hear them on the, your left side and your right. They brought the right. instruments out and they were flanking you. Yeah, performing their their hit track, Clever Girl. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, it's so good. It's about this clever girl. I, you, know. <laughs> you have to read between the lines a little bit. Yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get to the podcast? Uh, no, no. Uh, this has been this has been enlightening. Uh, for you, oh, definitely. I've just yeah, so much. I'm teasing a little it, for both of us. For both of us, it's oh, an, an exchange of ideas. And 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 who who could have predicted that that I, a a world renowned scientist, uh, would would learn something from from you, uh, uh, a man in a clown wig. <laughs> well, I don't always wear the clown wig, but okay when you. I, when I knew you were coming on, I, I had to toss it on. Do you want to hit from my from my uh, from my vaporizer here? By the way. Oh please, yes. Yeah, hit, hit, I'm gonna hit. try that bubble thing. Here we go. Here you go. <laughs> oh my god! What do you uh, put in that thing? Juices, man. <laughs> you got to get those e juices. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Um, I've got to go vomit now, so we'll be right back with the show. This week I was going to have my friend Gabe Dannon on the show, but unfortunately uh, the record coincided with an appointment he had made months ago to get a tattoo on his butt by Kat Von D. And of course I was booked beforehand, so we couldn't do it before the appointment. And then after, he's not going to be able to sit down to uh, record a podcast because his butt's going to be sore from the sweet angel wings he's getting put on each cheek. So we had to cancel, unfortunately. I mean, he couldn't reschedule. That's crazy. It would have been like four years before she would have been able to get him in again. So I I can't blame him. And it's going to be an awesome tattoo. But even though it didn't work out, Gabe is still a good friend of mine. So I would still like for you to check out his stuff. You can find him on Twitter. He's at Gabe Dannon. And then also he is the host or co-host or whatever of a a good podcast called Trends with Benefits. And you should listen to that, especially one specific episode with a great guest that you're going to love. But I'm not going to tell you who. You can probably figure it out. And if you're ever looking for any advice, you should also check out twb.cool slash ask or give them a call at 432 Agata High and ask your question and they will answer it on their podcast. And that's it. Rate and review us on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter. My name is Greggy. I want you to do a thousand things for me. (laughs) Why can't you do it? Shut up, Greggy. No one wants to listen to your dumb bullshit. (laughs) Let's just suppose for just a, a moment that I didn't just come off of making successful TV shows, documentaries, movies, books, have the biggest podcast in the world, wasn't rich, didn't have a great family, and didn't own the biggest collection of Paul Newman race cars on the planet. What if I was an actual disaster? Human disaster, Adam Carolla. What if? What if I was? I mean, I mean, you know what, what would if, that look like? Well, what I'm what I'm saying is, is like, what if? What if Jimmy Kimmel dumped me, went off to be the king of late night, and Say, I was that, languishing somewhere? Say terrible things about Jimmy. Well, what I'm saying is, it's real about his love of animals. Shouldn't I? He I might, care about people. I might kill myself, right? Yeah. Like the only thing sure. that's the only thing that saves me from all these ass wipes calling me racist and misogynistic and homophobic bigoted bigoted yeah guys like human disaster you say homophobic or, or uh, yeah i think we care <laughs> okay, or unfunny untalented has been or whatever is the fact that i'm very successful so this week dr ian malcolm and i listened to the adam carolla show from august 3rd 2015 featuring adam carolla dr drew and jeff hilliard and the Adam Carolla Show is a podcast where uh, Adam and uh, he has a, a couple of co-hosts there. Um, I'm not sure the names, and they didn't appear in the description of the episode, uh, so I might have to uh, look that one up, or maybe you could. I, I, but, uh, I, I'm a oh, you know Ian listener, so I, I can tell you the answer to that. Uh, the the his uh, his news person is is Gina Grad. Uh, replacing the uh, recently fired Allison Rosen. And uh, he also has uh, Brian Bishop on the, on the sound effects, on the ones and twos there. Uh, those are his uh, regular cast of, of misfits showing up on, on that show every morning. Okay. And is the show every day or like five days a week or what is it? It, it is a daily podcast. It, it was started after uh, after Corolla was was fired off of his uh, syndicated radio 
show on CBS Radio back in 2009. Uh, he he went straight to the podcast studio and 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 history was made. And and of course, uh, he holds the Guinness World Record for uh, most downloaded podcast. Yeah, he took a ton of listeners with him, and uh, his podcast is really really popular, uh, more so than any other podcast I mentioned, and any other podcast that exists, as far as I know. Uh, Adam will have guests on and they'll talk about their projects and things that they've got going on. And they also talk about the news or uh, things that are going on in Adam's life. And that is the Adam Carolla show. Did I miss anything, Ian? Uh, uh, so much, but uh, <laughs> uh, so much that, that couldn't possibly be covered uh, in, in such a short amount of time. Uh, but yes, he, he, he will often go off on, on one of his uh, signature rants, uh, much of the time uh, 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 offensive in nature, I would say, uh, to various groups. So yes, uh, uh, I, I feel, uh, uh, I listen to it daily as I did uh, when it was on the radio here. Uh, and uh, and, and, and it, it always uh, makes me feel conflicted. Always, always is a great source of chaos in my life. Yeah, I, I figure an offensive show like this will really chaos, chaos theorists because it kind of breaks up the order of um, people having a nice day or whatever with right. uh, them feeling offended about the things that Adam has said. Right, right. We live in, in, in modern times, and, and most of the time uh, people are, are cordial to one another, uh, regardless of their gender or sexual identi- uh, sexual orientation or race or religion, but uh, if I want a, uh, a break from that inanity, uh, from the mundaneness of, of, of politeness, then, then the Adam Carolla show is exactly what I need. And more so than like most of the other podcasts out there, it's very similar to talk radio shows. I mean, like all podcasts are at least somewhat similar to a talk radio uh, show, but Adam Carolla's one is pretty much that, but a podcast. It only exists on the internet. And uh, it's too bad that I had to retire the admin feature on the show because there were plenty of ads to talk about on this episode. Oh, oh. so I, uh, was that one where you talked specifically about the, the live reads? Uh, yes, I would, I would talk about the different ads that were on podcasts, but it was based on that TV show, Mad Men, uh, it was canceled, so uh, you know I don't want to confuse people by still doing that admin se- segment. So I had to get rid of it. I understand. So when was the last time you thought about Vonage? Vonage, Vonage. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, the 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 internet phone service is that? Is That's that- right. Uh, it's, it's been some time. It's been some time. I, 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 I seem to recall the last time, uh, somebody mentioned Vonage to me. They were also telling me that I should, uh, dial down the center 1-800-CALL-ATT to, to save money on my calls. So, uh, uh, uh at least a decade. It's, it's always going to be the same kind of thing. You know, a Von- someone who's into Vonage probably also has like a magic jack because they think they're getting around the, getting around the system uh, uh, by making calls from their phone, from, from their computer rather than their phone. Yeah, but that's the thing. You wouldn't need both. 
if you had Vonage, then you wouldn't need the Magic Jack or vice versa. Assuming the Magic Jack works, I'm not sure. You know that that what there's one person out there who has both, and <laughs> they're really getting away with something. So, did he do an ad for Vonage? I don't. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I brought that up. He did have an ad for Vonage. I, I thought that was a weird, weird thing to have an ad about. I must have, I must have tuned out during that. I, I know he, he, he definitely. Uh, I would say about a third of what he's saying. He does like to pepper his uh, ra- racist rants with with ad reads, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I a, a lot of the time they're for things that are like ma- the man great or uh, mm-hmm. man Gria, just anything with man in it, uh, the man show. And that was kind of my fault too, because I told you we wouldn't be talking about ads, but then I brought up this ad that he had. Right, right. I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't keep going in that direction. But it's okay. Uh, okay. I, I was kind of uh, surprised by, well, I don't know about surprised by, but all the advertisers on podcasts are for like the same four products, basically. But uh, real companies are advertising on the Adam Carolla show. So that was uh, a little interesting to hear. Right, right. Well, uh, uh, you know, at, at the Adam Carolla show is very popular. It's 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 very much um, and to what to a lot of what you were saying before. It, it's very much consi- uh, continued the tradition of morning radio uh, in podcasting. Uh, they they took much of the same format with them from the radio show, including the the uh, the sound drops, of course, signature. Uh, sound effects put in just at the right time to uh to to be just to inject just the perfect amount of humor to any situation you know uh 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 when you're hearing about somebody who's uh getting in trouble with the law and uh someone he presses that button and the guy says don't tase me bro it's just like because <laughs> you're making that connection and you're going you're going a to c uh on that uh, and he's so lucky to have Bald Brian there in the studio doing that for him because, I mean, I have to, I do that stuff, but I have to do it afterwards. Right, right. It, it, it gives it an air of spontaneity that, that he's there uh, 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 dropping those, those sounds in there, Bald Brian. Uh, called so because he has a, a bald, bald head. Oh, okay. Because it could be either way with that kind of nickname. It could be Bald right. Brian because he has a very lush, beautiful head of hair. Maybe um, like a clown wig looking hair. Yeah, maybe so. We might have to start calling you Bald Greggy. Nah, we don't have to do that. Okay. So, Ian, do you have any choice in getting it on? Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate, get it on. Oh, oh. Uh, when I When I tune in. To, to listen to the ace man uh never um i have no, no choice and and you know that's chaos theory of course <laughs> so is that a, a regular uh catchphrase or a, a way he starts the show is talking yes. about getting it on yes uh in fact it it may sound he, he says the it, the exact same words uh, not, oh, okay. not just at the beginning of every episode of the Adam Carolla show, but I believe at the beginning of one, every one of the like five or six different podcasts he hosts. Yeah. He's a busy guy. I, he, he's got one with uh, Dr. Drew, right? 
Right, right. He's got. And then he's got one with Dennis Miller. I, I listened to one episode of that. I, is that still going? I assume it must be. I, I haven't tuned into that one. That one, uh, I haven't tuned into. Uh, I'm afraid. Uh, I've got to say, uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as this episode. <laughs> no, you didn't. What, no. what? What did it? It lacked that that the Adam Carolla show, the pure Adam Carolla show, uh, uh, delivered. Well. There, there was some nice stuff because, um, you know, Adam and Dennis just told each other how funny they were and how much they liked each other for <laughs> a, a lot of the show. So that was really cool. I enjoyed right. that a lot. Right. Um, you know, I know a few poor people, so <laughs> uh, some of the stuff they had to say about that, that those kind of folks, uh, you know, I didn't love that. But no, no, it, you do have to sort of you know, uh, look the other way when it comes to some of the things that are being espoused on the various uh, Adam Carolla properties. A fairly outdated uh, uh, way of thinking, I would say, about it, uh, pretty much every conceivable group. <laughs> but, but what you were saying before about the sort of self-congratulation self-congratulatory nature of of the of the what, what was it called po'd or something yeah because <laughs> uh, those two you don't want to piss them off uh that that's something that that's very common as well is is adam carolla will start a show talking about how uh he's been slighted or 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 uh not given the recognition that he deserves uh based on how how brilliant a comedic mind he believes himself to be and plus all those listeners that he has, he must be doing something right. Right, right. People uh, people take his word as gospel. That kind of leads to my next question, uh, what we were talking about a second ago. Uh, if you were as rich as mega success Adam Carolla, what would you with? You know, we've talked a lot about my professional life, but not about my personal life uh, and my hobbies. Uh, Adam Carolla, of course, is a is a car collector, and he's filled his warehouse full of vintage cars, and and of course his podcast studio. Um, my my interests are a little bit quainter. I I collect porcelain figurines, and Just so any any porcelain figurines, or do you like specific ones? Um, they have to be characters from the. Uh, Peter Rabbit series of books. Uh, Peter Rabbit porcelain figurines are what would fill my warehouse, to answer your question. Yeah, I was going to say vintage cars um, because I think that's pretty cool as well. But uh, like those crystal figures that they sell at kiosks at the mall, that would be pretty cool to have a warehouse full of. Right, right. I, I, my, my collection is modest, and and I of course agree with you. Um, but but should it ever be so large that it could fill a warehouse, and I were rich enough to have said warehouse, I mean, you do the chaos. <laughs> what if you went into somebody's a rich guy's warehouse, and inside he had a smaller warehouse, and he just had warehouses full of warehouses. Ah, that would be what's known as a uh, Matryoshka warehouse, uh, like the uh, like the Russian nesting doll of warehouses, which is another thing I would consider keeping in a warehouse is those <laughs> Russian nesting dolls. I, I, I love a, a delicate figurine. 
So how hard did you take the Amazon reviews of your first book? Oh, I, I can't read that kind of thing. Um, uh, were they, were they bad? You tell me. Well, I did read, it seems like a lot of them are sponsored by, um, a certain corporation. Oh, uh, yeah. they call your book full of lies and you're a big liar and you're making stuff up. There's no such thing as a dinosaur, which right. is stupid. I mean, obviously there were dinosaurs at some point in the past. I mean, I don't know. I, I, yes, of course that's correct. Um, but I don't know. I can't take that kind of thing seriously. You know, do you ever do that thing where you, you go onto an, onto a product on Amazon, like a movie or a book you really like, and you just want to see like what the idiots who hated it are saying? That's sort of how I would look at it with my detractors, you know? Like, what do they know? They're not world-renowned chaoticians. They didn't see, not that I did, but they didn't see dinosaurs either. They don't know whether or not I saw T-Rexes and V-Raptors. Or you know what else is really funny is when uh, a product is really bad and dumb and then people write really long, positive reviews about it, about how great it actually is. Even though it's not great, it's actually bad. Right, right. You Like going to see all the five-star reviews on a on a Tyler Perry movie or something. Well, not even that, like, like that one, um, banana holder that, uh, was going around the internet for a while, like to make right. it so your banana doesn't get bruised or whatever. Right. And, right. uh, or lots of people. Steps. What's that? Those little doggy steps for your bed. So your dog can go. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Right. There are some real jokers in those reviews. <laughs> If you're not going to take it seriously, uh, uh, why should I uh, uh, listen to your critical voice? Yeah, those reviews are for consumers to be able to make an informed decision. Serious. They're not for you to be doing your open mic set about uh, the banana holder, okay? Right, right. Save that for the, for the, for the Tempe Improv where Adam Carolla and his gang of pranksters will be playing a live show fairly soon. Exactly. And then um, on my first book, there were some pretty nasty reviews. I did write a book of erotica about uh, people who enjoy having sex with anthropomorphic airplanes. And that, you know, people like what they like, okay? There's no need to make fun of people. Uh, I mean, maybe that's not even what I like, but I just want to, you know, write something for other people. And, uh, Right, right, right. Did you like that that planes movie? <laughs> well, no, because that's for children, and I I didn't want to. Uh, I mean, that's not my thing, of course. So I, I didn't want to watch that movie. So you can but, only you you could only watch anthropomorphic <laughs> airplane fair anthropomorphic airplane entertainment that's geared towards adults. Yeah, they did like a gritty reboot where. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever the lightning mcqueen analog was was like a chesty <laughs> female airplane like maybe a bomber and like the torpedoes hanging you know you can see where i'm going with this right right <laughs> um, check out her landing gear exactly and they look like you know sexy legs uh <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know what you're talking about, Greggy. You can see me tapping the side of my nose. <laughs> like that would be more, well, somebody who is into that speed, um, not necessarily mine. Right, of course. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, I'll have to check out your book, by the way. If I yeah, like it, read I'll write a positive review. Read the book, don't read the reviews. And I could really use a positive review by now. Okay. Uh, it I'll, is only available in ebook form. Uh, okay. We'll have to put it on your Kindle or something. Send me a download code if you have one. Oh, sure. Yeah. I've got hundreds. <laughs> you know, I put on my Facebook and asked if anybody wanted to read it and give me any reviews or anything, but. Uh, my family was not impressed or didn't want to get involved. Well, I'm a, I'm a voracious uh, consumer of the written word. So, Do you manage your own Twitter account or do you have an assistant for that? Oh, oh I'm not great with computers. Uh, uh, I have Lex Murphy, who's <laughs> the computer expert. She showed me how to get podcasts and, you know, write Amazon reviews, but uh, I, I can't handle all that social media stuff. So she, I, I pay her. Uh, she's, she could use the extra cash, so I pay her to manage all of my social media presence. Yeah, even if you wanted to use her computer to do it for yourself, I think you would have a hard time because she's famously a big Unix user. Right. Um, and that's right. really difficult to get to know. It is, and the interface is really complicated. It's all those squares or sort of cubes on bigger squares, mm-hmm. and you have to click just the right square. They back then, you know, like, you know, even on the most simple, you know, Unix-based computers, they had to make the user interface very, you know, three D vector uh, navigatable, and so that's how they did it back then. And people look at her monitor and they say, that's not a real system she's using, but that actually is. And, and that it existed back then. And a lot of people don't know that. Right. It, it, was, a, it was a pretty standard Unix system. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly I just go on to eBombs World or something like that and find some good jokes there and just post them on my Twitter. So that's how I do it. Well, Yeah. Right, right. And I mean, you can do so much with the programming languages these days. Uh, you can ha- have them, you know, tweet for you for the most part. And, 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 and that's really chaos theory, too. So you can, you, can, uh, you can create a simple Ruby application that plugs into the, to the uh, Twitter API, and you can cast the, the RAND method uh, and say, you know, tweet.rand, and it'll, it'll create a random chaotic tweet just, just, just for you. And that's how I like to tweet as well. Yeah, or uh, I'll get in a chat with that I god. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll talk to him. And uh-huh. uh, whatever he says, I'll put that in as a tweet. Uh-huh. It's always, uh-huh. It always cracks me up. Or you can just like sort of like go to, to, go to Wikipedia and click the random article button and then just like tweet whatever whatever article it, it brings you that's a great suggestion i'm gonna start doing that so how would you bring up uh the discussion of the special olympics um that they had on this podcast 
<laughs> would be a good way to broach that subject. Well, um, uh, as a normal human being, uh, you would you would not. <laughs> under any circumstances bring it up i think that that what adam carolla is positing in this particular uh segment that you're referring to is that uh and correct me if i'm wrong greggy of course uh he's positing that that people who do the squats in the special olympics should uh be allowed to compete with with in the standard olympics because they are they're genetically built for that particular exercise. I, that's not my opinion. This is not my opinion. I should have stated, stated <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, Ian Malcolm does not sign off on this particular uh, 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 opinion. Well, and plus, I don't think there's anything against them doing that. <laughs> right. Of course. And right. then when he actually did the research and looked at you know, the, the top winners in squats in the Special Olympics and the regular Olympics. Um, there was a large gap, you know, there was a, a large number gap between them, and that kind of explains why uh, they don't necessarily compete in the regular Olympics. Yes, yes. He, when he saw the disparity uh, between those two numbers, it proved to him that he should never have even thought it in the first place. <laughs> and I think that... That would be good if he hadn't. <laughs> no, it would be very good. It would be very good. It, I think that, uh, that uh, uh, I mean, you know, not for chaos. Of course, for chaos, it's great that he thinks this way. But for, you know, humanity, for, you know, the, the advancement of, of positive ideas about all the various cultures and, and people that exist in this world, uh, 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 you don't want to uh, uh, talk about these things in in the flippant manner in which he did. Exactly. Okay, so this is another question about the ads. So don't uh, don't be surprised. It, it, but, it, it's okay. What is your favorite color for window blinds? Oh, oh, window blinds. Well, uh, uh, black. Is, is the color. I, 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 I always wear black. Uh, 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 I think <laughs> I think that's just in the book of Jurassic Park, but I always wear black. <laughs> I seem to recall. Wait, I'm not supposed to reference that I'm in a book. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the book you wrote about the things that happened at right. Jurassic Park. Right. I'm not I mean, in... You're also not supposed to reference that as well. <laughs> Right. I'm not so, uh, this whole thing is falling apart. You'll cut all this, of course, right, Greg? Of course, yes. I, I don't want to have to end up in court. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would go with white just because it'll, you know, reflect that light. Uh, it looks nice, all those kind of things. But I could definitely see your black window blinds. You know, people drive by your house and they go, huh, does a chaos theorist live there or is it a rock star? Well, you know what would, would reflect light better than white is uh, chrome. About chrome blinds. Yeah, that would look cool, too. Just yeah, thought. you changed my mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get chrome window blinds. Thanks. <laughs> Do you think Adam's jumpsuit went directly into the trash, or uh, did he put it in his closet for a while? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want I I I I want to answer your question uh, with that he just threw it away. But I, you're referring to uh, the interview with the comedian who came on. Uh, what was right? That? Uh, Jeff Hilliard came on. Were you familiar and, with this comedian before? Uh, this uh, no, I wasn't before. I did Google him and I watched a few of his videos. Did and, you uh, did you do that before you listened to the uh, the podcast? No, I listened or I did it as he was talking about the jumpsuits because I was wondering if the jumpsuit bit was funny. So I, I, I looked him up and uh, I, I watched some of his videos. Were they funny? <laughs> um, just, no, you, you don't have to say anything negative if you don't want to. Y- yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would base like a large portion of my career and things um, on this bit necessarily. <laughs> Did you learn anything about this comedian in the interview? That, no, that, nothing, nothing at all. Except for the fact that he's interested in jumpsuits? Yes, he's interested in jumpsuits. Yeah, and Adam tried to get him to talk about doing stand-up comedy, and he kept bringing it back to jumpsuits. Right, right. Well, I, I do find that Adam Carolla's uh, uh, interview uh, process goes a little something like, okay, so here's one thing you're interested in, in this case, jumpsuits. That makes me think of this one reference from the 70s. Uh, you in the booth, look it up for me on Google while we sit here and wait. Then he figures out whether he was right or wrong um, and then goes into an ad or <laughs> takes a call. Like he, he just he's, doesn't do a thorough interview like this. I would mm-hmm. say, Greggy, he's he's he seems uh, only barely, if at all, interested in the guests that come on his show. Yeah, and that kind of happened on this episode. Uh, <laughs> he was wondering about who a pair of actresses were, <laughs> and uh, he said the wrong name <laughs> a lot of times, and then it turned out to be someone else. But I don't remember either of the actresses or what the movie was that they were talking about. Right. Right. He was talking about jumpsuits. It was, it had to do with jumpsuits. Yeah. And then they, sorry, go ahead. Andy played a clip from the man show where he went and met Jack LaLanne. And I actually enjoyed that portion of the the podcast. And it made me want to watch that uh, episode of the man show. Right. Right. Of course. You know, uh, when you have to uh, come out with new content every day, like Adam does, uh, sometimes you have to reach back into your greatest hits, like old man show bits. He said that they would put a picture of him in the jumpsuit on the podcast or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I didn't look that up. Uh, I assume he probably did do that. Uh, but I think probably after that, the jumpsuit um, disappeared. Right. One way or another. You're probably right. I am looking at the picture right now. Uh, and he's in the jumpsuit? He's wearing a jumpsuit. It's got a uh, floral pattern on it, it looks like. Looks like they've, they've got a great spot over there. A couple of men in jumpsuits. If you had a year to dedicate to training, how long do you think you'd last in a fight with Ronda Rousey? Oh, oh, yeah. Did somebody call in and ask that? Uh, yeah, I think that was the, one of the call-in questions. And I believe you referenced the getting it on thing. Uh, So that's what gave me the clue that that might be a catchphrase on the show. Right, right. A lot of the time people will call in and say, yeah, yeah, Ace Man, get it on. You you picked it up. You picked up on it. 
that's that's very uh it's very strong intuition on your part. <laughs> um i i i i would try instead of uh of fighting her to uh uh, uh court her to uh use my uh, uh masculine wiles on her instead uh because when it comes to women i i i don't want to fight them i want to to love them we should have got into that in the interview section but you're kind of well known as a ladies man out there i i don't think we had to get into that i think people uh uh know uh, for the most part. Yeah, just listening to your voice, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's clear. And I think this is maybe one of the only areas where I agreed with Ace on the show. Yeah, Rhonda is actually a really great athlete. And even if I had a year, uh, I don't think I would be able to compete with her in a, in a boxing, in a match, in a fight. No, no, no. Yeah, and she's, she's very tough. She's very tough and, and seems to be a delightful lady and very attractive, very attractive. Um, so, so I have only positive things to say uh, about her. Uh, and, you know, if I train for a year, hopefully, hopefully uh, uh, I could keep up with her uh, in the only ring that matters to me, uh, the bed ring. And a lot of people don't know this about you, but you do have a round bed. It's an octagon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, the battle of the sexes, you know, it's <laughs> the original conflict, you know, will that ever end? Chaos theory. Man versus woman. Right, right. And, and, and you know, as, as Adam Carolla would say, you know, in, in 50 years, We'll all be chicks, right? That was the name of his book. Uh, in fifty years, we'll all be chicks. Uh, that was the name of his book. It was the name of uh, uh, of his book. Um, oh my god! In the book that he 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 rails against what he considers to be the pussyfication of uh, of 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 the male gender, and 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 yes, he posits that uh, his theory. Uh, you know, not not to group it in with chaos theory, which is a much better theory. But uh, his theory is that that in fifty years we'll all be chicks, and as it says on the cover of his book. Hey, it's so a great that, title. What'll that do to the battle of the sexes? You know, with 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 men joining the 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 ladies' team. You know, who's gonna win? Ah, who knows? Ah, who can? Ah, who can predict? <laughs> chaos theory you said one thing's for sure life will find a way it will it will i was thinking i should figure out how to take calls um i would really love to be able to make fun of callers cars and listen to boring stories and stuff right right well you know yeah adam carolla's uh, ultimate measure of your worth is 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 what kind of car you drive so if if you like the lady who called in are unfortunate enough to have to drive a Saturn, uh, <laughs> uh, he will uh, he will tease you uh, about that. And he made a good point because it is more like a Saturn, right? Because of how sad you would have to be to drive that car. Right, right, right. Uh, I, oh, almost as sad as one would be not to have any car at all. What I would do is, if I was going to call in, 
I would look up a really cool car and just say that was my car. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to uh, uh, Lex. Could you Google really cool car and tell me what uh, what comes back? Because I want to be ready for it uh, uh, for the next time someone asks. Um, and I would just hope you didn't ask any specific questions about my car. Right, right. Because uh, I, I don't, I don't know how many uh, 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 cylinders it might have, or or torque. Mm-hmm. How many torque it might have? How much do you hate people who go to community college? You know, my feeling is that uh, you should either be pursuing a, a graduate degree in in mathematics or chaos theory, or or you know, pursuing a life of crime. So anything in between, whether it be in pursuit of anything other than those two extremes is, is, is considered to me to be idle. However, you know, uh, with infinite people on earth as there are and uh, infinite possibilities of things that they can do, um, somebody has to go to community college. Otherwise, uh, why would they make the building? Uh, so do you think America would be a better place if everyone was chaos theorists? Like, how would that work? How would society work? I just feel that that you know, the chaos theory being what it is almost makes presupposing that kind of thing irrelevant. You know, I, uh, political beliefs are irrelevant. Um, uh, wishing that things were a different way. Why? It's chaos. You know, it's going to be what it is, whether I like it or not, whether I prefer it to be another way, whether Donald Trump becomes president or Jack LaLanne. Jack LaLanne is still alive, right? Probably not, I would imagine. (laughs) Yeah, Adam had a lot of really great points about community college, and I I definitely think people should stay away from there. Just go to those four-year universities right at the start. Don't spend any time at a community college, um, unless you're an Asian nurse, of course. Right, uh, right. And and they should just convert them all. I mean, you know, the buildings are there, like you're saying, but they could just convert them all to, you know, Asian nurse factories, basically. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, I, I, I tend to agree with, with the ace man on this one. Community college is, is something I would consider to be a waste of my time. And I've been listening to the ace man talk about this since back in the Loveline days. I don't know if... Uh, Loveline was ever syndicated out in, in where you, where you are from, Greggy. But uh, that was a popular show where where he would do nothing but take calls from teenagers who went to uh, community college. I kind of feel like maybe the thing that he finds most of offensive about it is the taxes aspect of community college. Right, right, and you know, I think that that he would always just say like, uh, you know, where do people who are in community college aren't like actually bound for any real greatness. You know, you never hear about someone who's in community college, who's like then goes on to become president or something like that. Like that I think is sort of the core of his, of his belief uh, uh, about, about junior college, which he prefers to call it. Well, that is a good point because I mean, you're either the greatest or you're the worst. There's nobody in between. So it's good to uh, really come down on everybody and just tell them, you know, if you're not going to be one of the best, you know, be the worst. 
Exactly. Life of crime. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> it all comes back to chaos theory. It all, Greggy, you're getting it. How many drinks does it take you to become sexually malleable? <laughs> if I had to guess, I would, I would, I would say not too many. No, no. In fact, uh, uh, I would consider myself uh, sexually malleable sober you know i i i admire a, a beautiful woman like ronda rousey or 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 a mindy kaling or or a zoe de chanel uh uh but but i can also see the beauty in in, in their male counterparts a jimmy fallon or a hugh jackman late and you don't need any drinks at all for that no 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 drinks no if anything i become I become straighter after a couple of glasses of Chipotle. <laughs> you brought up uh, Hugh Jackman, and every time I hear his name, I I, I try to make it a uh, like you know when Bart would call Mo and he'd give a silly name that sounds like something else when you say it. Right. Like, I, I, I want to know what a what an Ackman is and why it would be huge. Right. 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 Uh, uh, huge. Huge Jackman. Huge, huge ass man, I guess. Yeah, that's what I, ideally, I would have him change his last name to Jasmine. What if his name was changed to Jack Human? <laughs> Maybe he is uh, uh, just a robot created in the, in the uh, uh, image of a man named Jack Human. And they said, oh, that's too obvious. Let's, let's switch it to Hugh Jackman. I think you've cracked this case. That's why it's been sticking in my craw all these years. You know, I, I noticed there was something off about this guy. I mean, we already know he has a metal skeleton. Right, right. Of course, he's a robot. Right, and, and, and what human being could, could have a metal, metal skeleton and also be able to sing and dance and no. host the Oscars like he did? Oh my God, he was so good hosting the Oscars, like his songs and stuff. Oh, it was so yeah. funny. It was. It was. It was really good. It, he did a really good job, uh, 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 really lampooning the the films that were out that year. He's no Seth MacFarlane, but he is really good. No, no, no. There, there could have been a million ways for him to die on stage, and he didn't. Neither of them did. <laughs> You know, I don't think any Oscar host has died so far, on stage at least. No, no. Uh, uh, I, I think that uh, Billy Crystal, uh, when he was doing his Jazzman character, uh, <laughs> had his character, uh, uh, should kill that character on stage. That would, be, that would be a good way to go. Yeah, I've definitely been pulling for Billy Crystal to die a couple of times when he was hosting the Oscars. Or, you know, appearing at all in anywhere. Uh, I don't know who's hosting them this year, but do you think they could get uh, uh, Crystal and, and, and Josh Gad to co-host? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, their show got canceled, didn't it? So, I mean, they don't have a lot going on. They could definitely. Right, right. And they're so, I mean, comedically, they complement each other so well. So but why would we not want that for the Oscars? Mm -hmm. I would love to see it. But yes, uh, uh, to your original question, he does, uh, he does think that uh, women are, are more prone to be sexually malleable. 
than man. Another completely baseless uh, theory of his. <laughs> yeah, he should do the research on that one. It would be pretty interesting. Right, right. He could do. Uh, he he recently came out with a documentary about uh, Paul Newman as a as a his life as a race car driver. I'm not that interested in 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 seeing that that movie. But I would like to see a movie about uh, Adam Carolla spending a year uh, uh, exploring the world of uh, homosexual sex. Or a documentary about Paul Newman's salad dressings. That would be good. Right. How it's made, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or maybe just an unwrapped episode about it. Right. Right. We shouldn't. We shouldn't require adam carolla to take time out of his busy schedule to do it to to do what essentially would equate to an unwrapped episode (laughs) i just want to see how those ingredients mix together and you know they package it uh i want to see the labels going on all that stuff you want to see how the uh the sausage is made is there a paul newman sausage I'd, i'd be down for that right exactly uh, uh, maybe. I like his uh, his uh, marinara sauce. Put it on my cereal this morning. <laughs> That's an interesting combination. So, why do you think Gerard Carmichael didn't want to be on Adam's show? Because uh, uh, because Adam Carroll is a notorious racist. <laughs> Well, he said there's no proof of that, and uh, that doesn't exist anywhere, and nobody can really say that because he isn't. I feel like when you are, are constantly having to <laughs> defend yourself from charges of racism, homophobia, uh, misogyny, and so on, I mean, I, it's not out of the question that, they would, that all of these ac- accusations would be completely baseless. Uh, uh, but I have heard some of the things he's said that have been <laughs> a thing or two on this episode, and as well. <laughs> a thing or two on this episode, right? Exactly. Uh, that could be it. That could be it. Or maybe he just thinks Adam is going to be so funny; he's going to be way more funny than Gerard, and then nobody oh, yeah. will want to see the show because they'll just want to listen to Adam Carolla's show instead. Right, right, and he he won't want he won't want to be able to be on the show because he won't stop giggling. You know, mm-hmm. like he might hear one of his uh, signature rants about, uh, you know, left turn arrows in <laughs> Los Angeles, you know, things that have universal appeal to all of his worldwide listeners. And then he'll just get a bad case of the giggles and he won't be able to, you know, stick to his bits. You know, like when you go on a on a on a regular late night talk show, you're going to be pre-interviewed. You're going to know it's not chaos theory. It's it's all pre-planned, and uh, maybe Gerard Carmichael just couldn't handle the chaos theory of the Adam Carolla show. Could be it. It's one of those two things, definitely. I think <laughs> probably. Okay, so that takes us to the end of my notes. So it's time for us to get to ratings. We all know podcasts are the best, so let's rate this show from one to ten. But don't go too low when you rate, my friend, because then wonderful wouldn't make much sense. It's ready. Right. And on Podcasts Are Wonderful, we think podcasts are really good. So 
we have a one to 10 rating scale or one is the worst and 10 is the best. However, we stick only to the eights, the nines and the tens rating a podcast lower than an eight is a real show of disrespect. It's like going on to somebody's Amazon book review and saying this book book is a one star book and people should not have sex with planes, even if they are planes that look like people and they have, you know, human body parts. And Dane Cook's voice. Well, ideally, yes, but um, it is a book. So, you know, you kind of, you you describe it and you you give it a a Dane Cook kind of description, but uh, you don't necessarily come right out and say that. Right, right. You say (sighs) his voice, Dane Cook-esque. He spoke well. Her voice, yes. <laughs> right, um, right. In, in my book, uh, all all planes are busty, lady planes. Um, so that's the way it works. That's why you always give it a woman's name. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very well, after You know, I would go with Dana rather than Dane, maybe. Um, but you know, that's that's what it's like to rate a podcast less than an eight. You you should really stick to the eights, nines, and tens. Uh, okay. So, what would you, Doctor Ian Malcolm, eight. give the Adam Carolla podcast? Eight. An eight. That's if really that's your... the lowest I could go. It's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're an everyday listener. How would how would you how can you I, say that? I, you know, I I can I can uh, I can both judge it on its quality as a a, a that's released out into the world for consumption by con by consumers of art throughout the world. Uh, and I can judge it on its, uh, what I like to call chaos rating. I probably shouldn't have brought it up this late in the show, but uh, uh, the Adam Carolla show has a very, very strong chaos rating. If you're asking me to judge it in terms of chaos, I give it uh, 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 beyond a 10. Uh, it goes up into the 11s through 13s. Uh, but in terms of quality, it's, a, it's an eight. Uh, on your scale how about yourself uh i think i'm going to give it an eight as well uh i think you should maybe find an episode there are tons of episodes out there for you to listen to maybe find one with uh somebody you recognize that you like from another podcast and give it a try see what you think maybe the person will get a chance to say some things and Adam won't just talk about, you know, a reference from the seventies like uh, happened this week. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a roll of the dice. It's a real crapshoot. Uh, what you're going to get in an, in an, in an episode of the Adam Carolla show. So, uh, you know, go into it expecting chaos. That's uh, maybe what you'll get. I won't say it's definitely what you get because if you're expecting chaos and it comes, how chaotic is that? But chances are good. You already listened to this podcast because it's the most famous one, it's right? The most heavily downloaded one, right? So, it's uh, it's the number one podcast. It's uh, he he's built himself a pirate ship and he invites you to set sail with him. And uh, some of us uh, like to go along for the ride, but maybe maybe not agree with the captain all the time. <laughs> yeah, I noticed there was some kind of a pirate ship thing on his website, but uh, that didn't come up in this episode, so we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> no, we don't. Sorry, go so ahead. is there anything else you'd like to talk about about the Adam Carolla show or anything else? Um, well, uh, uh, just to say that uh, uh, Bald Brian, his sidekick, is, is uh, he contracted a brain tumor back in 2009, 
and he's been fighting it ever since. They gave him about a year to live, and he's still going. And uh, you know, hats off to that guy. You know, he he uh, he's he's staying strong, and he's uh, he's supporting his boss, the Ace Man, and and uh, you know, he just keeps on ticking. So good for him, and and I hope he 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 just keeps on going. Yeah, that's great. This may be an insensitive question, but uh, was was he bald before? He was. Well, I'm glad he's still there because he brings those uh, sound effects. Uh, I think he probably had a, a funny joke or two on the podcast. Yeah, why not? He's a great guy. Yeah. You know, the, he he's not the one that says all the horrible things. <laughs> so that was the Adam Carolla Show. So go check that out or don't. It's really up to you. And thank you for listening. And thank you so much for being on the show, Ian. Oh, thank you, Greggy. I, I really appreciate it. And you, you do a great job, a really good interview. So we will talk to you next week. Well, I will at least. Uh, so far as I know, Ian is not going to be back next week. So goodbye, everybody. You never know. Chaos Theory. <laughs> <laughs>